welcome to this week's episode of Healing the Whole Person. We have uh, one of our regular, uh, most wonderful priests with us today, Father Bob Sears, S.J. Uh, Father Bob, as you, our listeners know, is a former professor of theology and psychotherapy. He's a much-in-demand spiritual director and a counselor, workshop, and retreat presenter. You can find his articles and writing on his website, www.familytreehealing.com. And today, Father, I understand you're going to speak about the Holy Spirit and healing. I'm very excited to have this show, Father. Welcome to the show. Thank you very much. Yeah, that's what I chose because actually this is Pentecost, is it not? So with Pentecost reading from the Sunday of the Mass is from John's Gospel and it's from the 19th, the 20th chapter and the 19 to 23. So it has to do with Jesus coming to his disciples after he told Mary Magdalene that he was going to ascend to my to his father, to my father and to your father. So he came to the disciples in the upper room and, and he said to them, peace be with you. And that's an important word itself. We could just start with that. Because peace in Hebrew isn't simply a negative word, it's not just a passive word, like peace and we don't have conflict anymore. Rather, it's a more active verb. It means to be brought to the fullness of right order, to have health and prosperity and victory. So peace be with you. In a sense, it's, it's very important for healing. For when we rest in God and we know that everything is taken care of, and when Jesus rose, everything was taken care of. Humanity was brought back to our loving Father. And we were, and his disciples were brought back to God's family, which is our home. And their fears were lifted. And Jesus had conquered death and made death itself a gateway to life with God. Can you imagine what that would be? And if you could get in touch, even as we begin, with an experience of God's peace, when somehow you knew God was there and everything was taken care of, that God loved you, that you were in his presence, that he cared for you as a father cares for his children, and he's giving you all that you need, just rest in that peace, because that's really what Jesus was saying and what they must have picked up. Peace be with you. And then he said, As the Father has sent me, so I send you. So there was something in that peace that was active. It wasn't simply passive. Peace isn't something to cling to, but something to give away. It's a good contagion if you want. So when we experience resting in God's parental love and experience all is being taken care of, and we want to share it. We want others to come into that peace too. Love wants to share itself. And he says, as the Father has sent me, so we're sent. I send you. We want to give away what we've been given, not to hoard it. And so Jesus wants to give away the victory that he's won. He gave us his mother on the cross and he brought us back to the Father the ground of our peace. And so he says, as the Father has sent me, so I send you. 
works. And to do what? He goes on. He breathes on them. Remember, God breathed on Adam in, in Genesis, and he became alive. So the Spirit is breath. It's the breath of God. Receive the Holy Spirit, he said. And what does he say? Whose sins you forgive are forgiven. Whose sins you retain are retained. Somehow giving the Holy Spirit was giving the, the power to forgive sins. What is sin? Sin somehow is, is what Adam and Eve did when they ate of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil against God's, you know, he had already told them that if they would eat of that tree, they would die. So they went against his choice. So sin is really cutting us off from God. It's using God's gifts for ourselves apart from God. So sin is the root of all sickness and suffering and death. If we hadn't sinned, if Adam and Eve hadn't sinned, we wouldn't die. We wouldn't have had sickness. We wouldn't have had suffering. So somehow to forgive sins is to restore our relation to God's love. It's bringing us back into being children of God. It's the source, therefore, of all healing. That's what Jesus' life was all about. That's the root of all healing. We might still have pain, but we will experience peace in that pain, knowing that it's part of our union with God. Like the pain of the cross for Jesus, he willingly suffered that pain that we deserved in order to bring us back to God's love. So now we receive the Holy Spirit to welcome into our deep selves the breath the spirit also means breath or wind of divine life and love. So who is the Holy Spirit? The spirit for a long time in the West anyway was a forgotten person in the Trinity. You can't point to the spirit as to a person like the Father and the Son. The spirit is something we feel. It's like when we come into the church and feel peace and encouragement. That's the feeling of the Holy Spirit, the love and the encouragement of the Holy Spirit, the advocate who is our comforter. Or when we come into some groups that don't have that spirit, but rather feel just the opposite, like anger and unrest and antagonism with each other, we can pick that up too. That's the spirit, but it's a negative spirit. So the images of scripture are very good the ones that give us the spirit, they can't point to the image of water, of fire, and air. What's common to all of them? All of them indicate something that is necessary for life, and yet it doesn't change the being it enters. Without water, we die. Yet while water remains the same, it gives life to many different living things like plants and animals and humans. It doesn't change their nature, but it perfects their nature. Without water, we couldn't live. So also, without sun and its light and warmth, there'd be no life. Yet it also shines on the good and bad alike, Scripture says, giving them life. And so also, without the air we breathe, we would not have life. And that is true of all living things. Yet air doesn't change its nature, 
or the nature of those beings. So also the Holy Spirit is not a separate person, but a person who is breathed forth from the Father and the Son as from one principle. According to the Western Church, it's breathed forth from the Father and the Son together as one principle. The Eastern Church says it's breathed from the Father through the Son. But both churches agree that the one Spirit springs from the union of the Father and the Son. So the Spirit's very nature is to unite persons. It's an expression of the union of love in the persons. It's like the parents who give birth to a child. The child unites the parents even as the love of the father and the son or the father and the mother is communicated to the child. I did my dissertation on Heribert Mühlen, who is a German theologian who specialized in the Holy Spirit, and he used the personal word we for the Holy Spirit. As the father is I and the son is thou, together they breathe forth a we a kind of radiance of their love, just as a child is the expression of the love of the parents. And we give them, the child gives them a good reputation, so the Holy Spirit gives the Father and the Son a renowned reputation. Gregory of Nyssa calls the Holy Spirit glory. Jesus says, I've given them the glory that you, Father, gave to me so that they may be one as we are one, I in them and you in me, that they may be brought to perfection as one, that the world may know that you sent me. So that's John in the 17th chapter with Jesus' prayer for the disciples, 22nd to the 23rd verses. So it is love that heals, and all wounds are love wounds, and all healing involves love. And the Holy Spirit is the ground of, of the love of the Father and the Son. It's their love that gives rise to the Holy Spirit. And so it's love in the Holy Spirit that is the ground of healing. And when we forgive people's sins, we're calling them back to that love, to God's love, and thus we're opening them to healing. And yet forgiveness is one-sided. It cannot reestablish a relationship unless the other person accepts our forgiveness and opens to our offering of love. But it does everything it can to reestablish communion. It presupposes that we accept God's forgiveness of ourselves. It is in that joint love of God and ourselves that we can freely forgive others because we aren't necessary dependent on their love, like if we had to forgive our parents before we had God as our parent, we wouldn't have any place to stand if they didn't receive it. But now that we're loved by God, and we can't take that away because God never takes his love away from us, we can forgive without demanding that the people receive it. But if they do receive it, then we have a relationship that heals. So Jesus became one with our sin. He identified with us in our sin. He didn't force us to accept that forgiveness. While we were still sinners, he forgave us, and he waits for us to accept his forgiveness as he lives from the love of his Father, who was with Jesus forgiving us. 
So Jesus wasn't alone in forgiving us. He has this Father and Mary was interceding for us also. So we need to have partners in our forgiving of others so that we aren't dependent on whether they accept it or not. We can simply love them and wait for their acceptance. And that's why Jesus sends us first receive the Holy Spirit, accept the Holy Spirit, accept my love, accept my forgiveness, and then we can extend that forgiveness to others as an invitation to receive what we have received, that acceptance and love. Thus we need to forgive ourselves as we accept Jesus's forgiveness and join with his love in the Holy Spirit, we can forgive others. May we all accept such a marvelous gift that Jesus' love may be complete. He said, I have told you this so that my joy may be in you and your joy may be complete. That's John 15:11. So that's really the, the beauty of what Jesus has done on Pentecost. He's come to say to us, peace be with you, my peace, shalom the fullness of right order father th thank you thank you we're going to really explore this and i you answered so many of my questions we're going to take a short break and then we're going to pursue the the matter even further thank you father okay and then the, the number they can call is 224-585-9734 thank you father Hello, I'm Juliana Taimarazi from the Iraqi Christian Relief Council in Chicago. Our culture needs Catholic Radio as a tool for evangelization and catechesis. As a powerful platform, Catholic Radio brings Christ to us all and brings us closer to Christ. Get the real Catholic news from Catholic Radio. WSFI 88.5 FM Catholic Radio is committed to bringing quality Catholic programs to our local community. We only can do that with your financial support. Take a moment now to donate online at wsfiradio.org or mail your tax-deductible donation to WSFI 88.5 FM Catholic Radio, P.O. Box 885, Libertyville, Illinois 60048. That's WSFI 88.5 FM Catholic Radio, P.O. Box 885, Libertyville, Illinois 60048. Donations of any amount are greatly appreciated. Hi, this is Wes Riccio from the Holy Family Catholic Bookstore, wishing the fullness of God's blessings upon all those who will soon be receiving the sacrament for the first time. If you have a child, grandchild, or godchild being baptized, receiving their first Holy Communion, or being confirmed, remember that Holy Family has the area's largest selection of gifts, accessories, and supplies to make their special day more memorable. The Holy Family Catholic Bookstore is at 9249 Old Green Bay Road, Pleasant Prairie, Wisconsin. More information, including a virtual tour, is available on Facebook. 
Want an example of a false sense of security? How about relying on the life insurance you get through work to pay for all of your final expenses? Do you have plans to retire someday? Or do you plan on working for that company for the rest of your life? The fact is, you may lose your life insurance when you leave a company. I'm Matt Tomlinson from Catholic Financial Life, and I invite you to share your hopes and dreams with me. To discuss your options for protecting your family, call me at 847-548-MATT. That's 847-548-6288. Products and services not available in all states. Hello, welcome back. Uh, Father, Father Sears just gave us the most powerful testimony, understanding about the Holy Spirit. I want to explore in more detail, but before we do, Father, could we just say a few prayers for listeners who've uh, emailed in? Um, mm-hmm. Would you be willing to do that? One is um, an email. Uh, please pray that I am able to secure a full-time job with benefits. I have some interviews coming up, and I pray that I'll be hired for a position that will be fulfilling. So the the person thanks us for lifting uh, their their intention up for prayer. And before we, mm-hmm. there's only one more. There's a, a listener's neighbor just had a stroke. So could you pray for that person, Father? Okay. So, Lord, you know how to get jobs. You have plenty of jobs for <laughs> us. So we just ask, Lord, that you would <clears throat> open your heart to this listener who has appealed for prayers, and so she wants to be helped. And we pray with her that you'd get that full-time job with the benefits, Lord, that she'll need. You said, Lord, if we seek first your kingdom, everything will be given to us. So help her to trust that it's in her your hands and that she'll be taken care of. Thank you. And then for the neighbor who had the a person there who had a stroke, uh, we pray for him and ask that you bless him, Lord. Your physical needs are also spiritual needs, Lord. Ultimately, all healing is to bring us closer to you. But we can do that when our bodies are healed as well as when our spirits are healed, Lord. And ultimately, the body is grounded in the spirit and so we ask for the healing of the relationship of love the holy spirit that would bring that healing bodily to this person who had the stroke and she'll be taken care of we ask that she or he will be taken care of we ask that through christ our lord amen thank you Mm -hmm. father you know uh before the show i had so many questions i really wanted was going to ask you to pin down who exactly is the Holy Spirit? And you did such a good job of it. So now you've answered my my most burning question: How is he li- alive? How how does the what does the Spirit look like? So I get it. He um, he is all the things that you you said. He is not a person, but he's he is a person, but he's a person that unites persons. So okay. when the Holy Spirit came down on the disciples at Pentecost, what happened? They, were, they became as one body. Okay. So the, he is, you might say, the union of persons in God. And when the Holy Spirit, because Jesus had to go back to be with the Father and in his humanity in order to send the Holy Spirit. He said, unless I go away, the Holy Spirit cannot come to you. But if I go, I'll send the Spirit. Why does he have to go? Because he has to bring humanity back into union with the Father because the Holy Spirit is the expression of the union of 
of Jesus and who's in his humanity as well as his divinity with the Father. And so now the Holy Spirit can be sent in a human way. The Holy Spirit always existed because the Holy Spirit is the infinite receptivity or glory of God, radiation of their love. Has to be infinite or God would have to have a you know, an unlimited number of people to celebrate his glory with. <laughs> so in translating this from our lives, from my life, I, ha mm -hmm. I wrote down some notes. Is okay. it, it, would it be true that, at, at, that the Holy Spirit could be thought of when you get a, a wonderful inspiration to go uh, help a neighbor or when you have an inclination or a desire to write another book or an exactly. insight? Is that right? Yes. In fact, Jesus says that the Holy Spirit doesn't speak on his own. He will reveal everything that I've told you. So the Holy Spirit is enlightenment, for example. Yes. He gives us the inner inner understanding of who the Father is and who Jesus is. So in the Holy Spirit we say, Abba, Father. And in the Holy Spirit we say, Jesus is Lord. And it's Mary is one with the Holy Spirit. And so she said, for example, at, at uh, Lourdes to Bernadette that her name was, I am the Immaculate Conception. And Maximilian Kolbe struggled with that. He didn't know how she could be her own immaculate conception mm -hmm. until he came to the understanding that the Holy Spirit is the eternal immaculate conception mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. because the Holy Spirit springs from the Father and the Son like a child as from one principle. And so the Holy Spirit is the expression of their love, mm -hmm. is, the, is the radiance of their love. But and in so our Mary life... is saying she is, as it were, the human embodiment of the Holy Spirit. And in our life, that evidences itself in our uh, understanding, in our enlightenment, in our leading yes. us to do good, in our... Um, all of the above, right? That's why Jesus brings us to, or Mary brings us to Jesus. Mary brings us to the Father. She's not focusing on herself. The Holy Spirit doesn't focus on himself. Mm -hmm. The Holy Spirit focuses on Jesus and the Father and, and the joy of their joy. And so when we open to the guidance of the Holy Spirit, we're being directed by love. So also, from my own experience of illness for so many years, I was it, like deaf and dumb and it was dark. I didn't know what to do next. And so I prayed and a person would come along or a book or, or, an, or a, a, yes, an author, even a, a, a doctor or a stranger in the yeah. supermarket. I believed right. then that that was the Holy Spirit l being yes, a leader yes, to yes, me. Yes, yes. Yes? Opening your heart to, to what you could take at that time. See, the Holy Spirit leads us into all truth, Jesus said. Yes. I have more to tell you now, but you cannot bear it yet. But the Holy Spirit, like Mary, like a mother, she doesn't overwhelm you. She, she knows what mm -hmm. you can take at any particular time and, and leads you into all truth. And So, so the I, Holy Spirit is resting in the truth, but also in, in our limitations. But then the bottom line is that to me, it means that the Holy Spirit is power. Yeah, the Holy Spirit is power, but it's the power of love. Yes. It's relational power, power. There's two different kinds of power. There's unilateral power. Uh -huh. That's when we control somebody else, but they don't respond. But there's relational power. That's mm -hmm. when, for example, somebody said it's the difference between kicking a stone and kicking a dog. <laughs> <laughs> 
you'll get a reaction from the dog. You won't get any reaction from the stone. <laughs> mm -hmm. Well, the Holy Spirit is that relationship, always in relationship. So the Holy Spirit has, you might say, is intercession because it has one foot in, in, the, in the goal, which is the, the fullness of God's love, mm -hmm. and the other foot in our uh, difficulties. You know, that's mm -hmm. what the Holy Spirit led Jesus into identifying with our sin so that we could become the righteousness of God. And so Annie is here and has a question, Father, about confirmation. Okay. Hi, Father. How are you today? Uh, my question was with regard, uh, when I think of the Holy Spirit, I think of confirmation and receiving the Holy yeah. Spirit. Uh -huh. And how does this fit in with the breath and water and fire versus the use of holy oil? Uh-huh. Well, oil is another a gift, a similar type of thing, isn't it? Oil is healing. And it doesn't change its nature, but it does. it's needed for our bodies to be whole. So it, in a sense, goes into exactly those areas that need the healing and therefore can bring them out and to, to, to heal it. So that we have different kinds of oil, and they're often healing oils, you know, from, from different... Uh, uh, you know, plants and trees, etc. Different kinds of oil are healing for different things, but the uh, you know the Holy Spirit is, you might say, the kind of oil that penetrates into the areas that need to be lubricated, that need to be brought into life, that need to help us to grow into that peace that the Lord wants to bring to us. Jesus said when He was talking about the Holy Spirit, "Peace be with you," and peace in the in the you know, the idea that's the fullness of right order, the fullness of what we need. And that's what he willed for us in the peace of the Holy Spirit. So what, why confirmation is important, though, that it presumes that we're grown up. But we receive the Holy Spirit already in baptism. We have to, in other words, that's the beginning of the love. But then when we can, in a sense, uh, and extend that to others, where we can forgive sins so that they can be forgiven, etc., that's where we need the confirmation. It's more of an adult experience of the Holy Spirit, who then guides uh, us in our ministry to other people. Oh, I love that so explanation. open our hearts to their needs. I love that, Father. That's very, very, um, very um, useful, very real. Then I can see, too, how yeah. the use of the holy oil at confirmation uh, is again. Yes, yeah. yes, it penetrates us. Just yes. like the Spirit does. See, it goes right through to our center and opens our center up to being born again of Mary. Mary is one with the Holy Spirit. So it, it opens us to that new birth. Jesus says, unless we're born again of water and the Holy Spirit, we cannot enter or can't see the kingdom of God. So we need to have that experience. And then in the Holy Spirit, we can say, Abba, Father. We finally know we're reborn of God. And then we can say, Jesus is Lord. We finally know that Jesus is guiding us, and he's with us all days, and he's in the Eucharist. So the Holy Spirit is present in all of the sacraments. Because he, it is grace is exactly a, a finite or a human participation in the, in the Holy Spirit. So the Holy Spirit is called uncreated grace, and grace is called created grace or sanctifying grace. That's what works in us to make us holy. 
And, and then so, we have actual graces when the Holy Spirit helps us in particular things to do the right thing. And so a friend father always says, well, let's, let's ask the Holy Spirit to guide us. So he is really our guide to love and to, right. to, to holiness, to, to live yes, God's he's, will. He's, he's a protector and a defender. He's the advocate. <laughs> the mm -hmm. scripture speaks about being the advocate, you mm -hmm. know, that he's the one that appeals for us or he intercedes for us or another person said comforter. He's the comforter. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. So really, he's a great gift to us, the Spirit of <laughs> the Lord, as we Amen. say. Amen. But there's only one God, so he is God. Yes. So God, Holy Spirit. So the one God happens to be a community of love, radiating its love out and wanting to, wanting to have many people experience it. And the Holy Spirit is first in the creation, creating all of us so that we could celebrate the love of the Father and the Son. So if we have the Holy Spirit, Father, we have like heaven on earth. We have joy, yeah, exactly. We have joy. <laughs> Father, the show Blessed is are those. The Beatitudes are our discernment of the Holy Spirit. Thank you, Father. Would you give your, our listeners a blessing now? May the blessing of Almighty God, the Father, the Son, and Holy Spirit descend upon you and remain forever. Amen. Thank you so much, Father. Wonderful show. Thank you. You have been listening to Healing the Whole Person on WSFI 88.5 FM Catholic Radio. For more information about this program or to purchase additional CD copies, please call us at 224-206-8455. That's 224-206-8455. Or visit us online at wsfiradio.org. Your faith has made you well. Go in peace and be healed of your disease.